You know what that song means, folks. It's time for a ter- terrorism update with uh, Mubin Bomb Sheikh. He's an ex-Muslim extremist turned undercover intelligence operative. He's the author of Undercover Jihadi, and he's on the line with us right now from an undisclosed location. Mubin Sheikh. Dude, what's happening? Uh, you know, it's always happening, so take your pick. I saw you. I saw you on Steve Pakin's show. What's it called again, Tim? The, the, the agenda. The agenda. Boy, you looked very angry when the camera went on you. You had a very stern face, young man. I don't know what that was all about. It was very it's, scary. It's serious, serious topic, man. Serious topic. I know. I know. Well, you you really actually kind of outshone everyone else, as far as I'm concerned. I I'm always amazed that you actually take the time to join our show. I mean, you're you're speaking to like. CIA operatives and UN and, and and fancy people, and then you join our show. What's that all about? I told you, man. It is the it is the pro religious approach, uh, you know, that you take. And uh, I'm a big interfaith guy. I believe, you know, especially the Abrahamic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, Islam. We have so much more in common. We don't hear enough about it. So. Yeah, I'm here for that, man. I'm here for that. Love it. You Love also it. need some junk food after eating well for a while. What? What? You need to have junk food after eating well. Oh for yeah, a while. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to hang out exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. The famous comment that President Trump said recently about um, fecal matter whole countries. Yes. Um, <laughs> fecal matter whole countries. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, well, I guess what we're well, like, what is he really saying? And by the way, does that comment sort of help the whole? I think it feeds into the to the the uh, the violent extremists going. Yeah, you know what? Uh, here's where you sign up. Here's where you line up to sign up. Listen to what this buffoon is saying, and now you know we're speaking the truth. Sign up here if you want to become a terrorist. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know why we're surprised now. You know, we've been we've been hearing this sort of stuff coming from him for you know since the beginning. Um, and never mind the extremists. I mean, your point is taken. Definitely the extremists look at him and say, see, this guy hates Muslims. He, he wants to be at war with your countries. There you go. Come join us. But on the other hand, I mean, and, you know, I, again, I'm trying to be very diplomatic because, you know, I do work with the U.S. and I'm not trying to make a political statements at all. I, I try to avoid those completely. But, I mean, you know, this guy is a fake Christian. You know, it is, I'll be straight, it is an abomination, okay, that for, that for people who walk in the path of Christ, peace be upon him, that they could look to this man and say, he is cut from our cloth. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so these kinds of statements about, you know, crap whole countries, uh, you know, what it is, it's, it's bigotry, right? It's looking at African people, it's looking at, you know, Indian or whatever, countries that are poor, you know, that are not developed as we are developed, and looking at them and thinking, oh, they are like that because of their race, uh, their religion, and ignoring the socioeconomic things that have been happening for decades and decades that put them where they are now. So it, it fed really nicely into the, you know, uh, white supremacist side of we're just better than everyone. Look at us, we're advanced. Look at those people, they're poor, they're crap. And uh, it's just it's just terrible every any way you look at it. I want to quote somebody here, and well, I guess it's sort of quoting, but I'd really like your take on this on this uh, what I'm about to say. Colonization causes multi generational trauma, and corruption leads to poverty. So we know that, but so what? 
Well, this is the thing. I mean, like Haiti, if you looked at Haiti, and Haiti was a country that was kind of mentioned where, you know, these people come from. And and then what he did is he mentioned, you know, why can't we get people from Norway, you know, to come um, to come to the U.S.? And what he meant, he, he meant Nordic people, right. white, blonde, blue-eyed. But Norway has got, you know, free health care, you know, gender equity payment. I mean... Nobody from Norway would want to move to the U.S. I mean, for what purpose? Unless you're making ridiculous money. But, you know, Norway has everything they need. So this idea that he expressed by saying that, he meant, why don't more blonde-haired, blue-eyed people come here? Right. And uh, with colonization, you know, the the quote, that statement there, it is multi-generational. You don't, you know, when you rape rape a country for, you know, a few decades, uh, you know, you don't just shake off the effects of colonialism like a wet coat. It takes, you know, many years because there's institutional things that have been put in place. Um, you know, uh, you know, certain people who are preferred and given power, given control over defense, uh, and so it, it, you know, this corruption that it that it engenders creates this poverty. <clears throat> creates, you know, authoritarian systems where the public and the people, you you are going to get authoritarian um, interpretations, whether it's a religious environment or, you know, just a regular living environment. It's just, you know, it's just going to be bad all around. So you you don't just look at people's countries and say, oh, they're they're like this, they're they're crap holes because, you know, they're Africans or they're this or whatever. Yeah. You know, and because, again, this is a religious show, and I mean, well, mostly, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of your Christians and brothers. Yeah. You know, our brothers, I mean, human beings. Yeah. You know, the Pope, God bless them, you know, he said recently, uh, you know, if we if we don't, you know, suffer with other people who are suffering, regardless of their language, their religion, their background, then we are undermining our own humanity. And so... You know, that's that's the problem. Uh, Mubin Sheikh on the Drew Marshall Show. Um, let's talk about uh, Kim John Short. What's going on there? Is 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 it a legit threat? Is uh, you know how far is the, are the missiles going these days? Um, should we be stocking up some of our defense stuff in Hawaii to do some intercepting things? Do we re- do, are we still laughing at the guy? Like what's going on? You know, it goes two ways, right? One is, um, one is that he, you know, you you deter him by by giving this this um, image that Trump, President Trump, is uh, erratic, irrational. Uh, you know, you never know what he's going to do. So if he's telling you that he's got a nuke button on his skin, it's bigger than yours. You know, maybe there is a deterrence component here, right? Maybe North Korea is thinking, okay, wait, we we could actually get blasted by the U.S. And it would be really bad. On the other hand, it is like a, you know, uh, dare. Let's see. Let's see what you're going to do. So just um, uh, yesterday, today, uh, there was actually a false alarm of a missile launch. Yeah, just uh, reading that. A false alarm in Hawaii, right. So, you know, we've been hearing this guy for a long time. Uh, you know, the, 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 the plan has been containment uh, for the decades since. Uh, you know, Russia and China are both supporting North Korea. Russia, in particular, is able to use North Korea as a proxy distraction, uh, you know, for the U.S. because the U.S. and Russia are increasingly engaging each other in in various places. 
uh, Russia supporting Iran, and now this, you know, war drums being beaten over Iran, uh, what Iran is doing in Yemen uh, with its proxy, the Houthis, against U.S. allies, the Saudis. So it's it's a big mess. And, uh, you know, I made the joke, it's a, you know, are we dead yet? Are we dead yet? Are we dead yet? <laughs> and look, I, I look, I, I mean, I'm not a prepper. You know, I, I do believe in God. If it if it comes down to it, I'm just going to look to the heavens above and, and go with grace. Uh, but look, it could very easily just the next day go sideways. Uh, my theory, if I can kind of get, you know, a little on the Trump side, uh, the usual script, when a president is under uh, stress and distress because of maybe impeachment, because of Russian collusion, because of this, that, and the other, one surefire way, pun intended, to get attention away is to start a war. Yep, exactly. Or to launch limited strikes. And so yep. that could very well possibly happen, and maybe we've completely underestimated North Korea, and even if one gets launched, Nothing will hit the stateside. I don't see how, you know, by the time you, you know, you launch from North Korea to, to stateside North America, it's a long ways. I don't think that's going to happen, but it will be other places nearby that they can hit. All right, a final question for Mubin Sheikh. He is an ex-Muslim extremist turned undercover intelligence operative. That was my uh, radio voice there. Um, returnees, those who were fighting with ISIS. And now they want to come back to their land where they came from. Um, I, I think I heard you say on the Steve Pakin show, what's it called again? The what? The agenda. The agenda. I think I heard you say, now the best way to handle returnees is to kill them on the field. Oh, yeah. Um, so basically your categories that you, okay, so we've been hearing a lot, especially Canadian politics. You know, Justin Trudeau is welcoming back ISIS. And I mean, this is completely ridiculous. Actually, the numbers that uh, the politicians were talking about, Minister Goodale, the liberal guy, and Rashir, the official opposition, uh, they quoted a bunch of numbers. One was 180 people in total, uh, since we've been counting, have gone over to join jihadist groups. And, and that's from like the 80s, okay? Then out of that 180, two numbers have been floated. 80 have returned back or 60. But that is a number of the total people of all the groups who have come back. This number is not exclusively ISIS returnees. And more importantly, all these numbers that we're talking about were submitted in a Senate report uh, written um, in uh, June 2015, four months before the, the election that, that uh, brought Trudeau into power. So it's chronologically incorrect to say that Trudeau is welcoming them back. They were actually coming back under Harper. But I, I don't want to make this about, you know, one or the other. They're coming back. The issue is this. Number one, you have guys that you should try to kill in the battlefield. Number one. Okay, these are people who are hostiles. They're combatants. They're firing weapons. They're, they're engaging in fighting. Uh, we need to, what is it? Only Allah can judge ISIS combatants. Our job is to arrange the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two are those people who who did do combatant uh, offenses, killed people. You know they have blood on their hands. Uh, these are people who are, need to be locked up, prosecuted, and we can deal with you know counseling for them in prison. 
right, over the course of, you know, 10 years, 15, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. But in the third category, you have people who come back who there is not enough evidence that they went, you know, to Syria to do this. There's just not enough evidence. We might think that they went. We might be pretty sure that they went. But thinking and pretty sure is not evidence in a court of law. That's the problem. I sat in a court of law in terrorism prosecution, the Toronto 18 terrorism case, you know, five legal hearings over four years at the Superior Court of Ontario level. Okay, the, the Canadian system is top notch. I mean, so we have to make sure that all the evidence is there. Now, how do you collect that evidence? Do you have an undercover on the inside of ISIS? Well, what did that undercover have to do? Did they have to kill people, rape people, throw gays off the buildings to maintain their cover? Would we take and accept the testimony of somebody who was an undercover and had to do that? I don't know. Hmm. So this is the problem. And so for these people, what we need to do is rather than them think, oh, my God, oh, my God, let me just disappear and lay low and run the risk of re-radicalizing or maybe popping off, let us get a grab of them and put them through a counseling program where we can get them to admit their wrongdoings, you know, try to move in a more positive way, talk to other young people, other young Muslim kids. to say, look, I went, I saw this, you know, don't go, don't do this, and here's why. So these are the three categories. Those you got to turn to pink mist. Those you got to lock up in a hole and throw away the hole. And those that, you know what, you got to do what you can in terms of trying to trying to fix them. Dude, I love having you on the show. No, I, because you're a shoot straighter, you got a personality, and you're, you actually know what you're talking about. And I appreciate the way you balance uh, speaking truth with an actual uh, humanistic sensitivity. Like, you actually give a rip about humanity and, and the unification, not the unification, but the, uh, the fact that there is more, as you said at the beginning, there is more in common. We have more in common with these monotheistic belief systems than, than other people let on. And uh, I love the unity stuff that's that's leaking out of you, even though you're uh, a tough dude as well. That was just, I didn't say that right at it's all. Nice. Did I? Yeah. No, no, it, you know what? Look, I, I, I won't hold you too long. I went through this extremist life, okay, in my 20s. I mean, we... we you know, I thought the West was bad. You know, Christians are bad. I need to defeat them. I need to defeat their religion. Yeah. Somehow that's going to make my religion better. And you know what? That approach and attitude does not work. Nope. Uh, Muslims and Christians, we both believe. I always say this. I get preachy, preachy. We believe in the return of Jesus Christ. Peace be upon him as Messiah to whom we will yield authority. So if if you got a problem with that, uh, we're, we're going to have issues. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from an undisclosed location, Mubin Sheikh on the Drew Marshall Show. Dude, so good to talk to you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Godspeed and God bless. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. There you go, folks. Terrorism Update with Mubin the Bomb Sheikh.